There are, in our world, certain places that seem to draw on the strange. Tragic news on this, the first day of school in Chillhaven, as a local teen has been found dead, under what authorities are describing as mysterious circumstances. The unusual. So sleeping is difficult because I don't blink, so. Oh my god. The monstrous. <laughs> and then he vomits out his whole skeleton onto his desk. What? And when you were a hip young teen coming of age in one of these locations. So I'm like walking, trying to like subtly unzip my hair out of my backpack. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific genius. What do they fluctuate, Zeke? Molecules? A burgeoning telekinetic. I think you have telekinetic powers. That's so specific for you to say right now. Um. <laughs> or a social media influencer. And she took a and she took a selfie too, and she put glass their fake glasses. <laughs> Your safety is not guaranteed. Why do I keep being made to look at things that shouldn't be? <laughs> In these dangerous times at Chillhaven High. Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High is a real play radiophonic supernatural teen drama. New episodes every Tuesday. Follow us everywhere at Chillhaven High. So here's what you missed on Loser Like Me. A musical TV show called Glee aired for six seasons and Christina and Tanner decided to rewatch the whole thing. It's really wild. Anything goes on this show. The whole conflict is about a cheerleading coach trying to destroy a glee club. But it's also about finding your true self and being special. Well, their teacher's a cuck and I'm pretty sure his degree fell off the back of a truck. There's lots of yelling about good representation from the show and the two of us. And I don't think the writers are always sure what show they're even writing. Yeah. Tanner gets passionate about Kurt. Christina gets really upset about incorrect use of Spanish. Look, it happens. And so many interesting characters don't get the screen time they deserve. Like Tina, Ari, Mike, So if you Mercedes, want to hear what was going on Lauren, beyond just Becky, the singing and the dancing, Matt, check out Loser Like Me. It's a podcast where we find the best parts of this show and hold nothing back talking about the worst ones. You can find us on whatever podcast provider you use. Or on Twitter at LoserLikeMePod. And, and that's, that's what, what you missed on Glee! Hey, it's Dennis editor and GM of Control Group. Let's give it up for our ads. And let's throw in one of our own. And I know what you must be thinking. Dennis, I'm already listening to the episode. Aren't I doing enough? And truly you are. But if you wanted to go the extra step, why not follow us on Twitter at CTRL Group Pod. There we post a lot of information, character portraits, and little promos to the episode so you can get a cute little sneak peek to get you excited before you listen. You can also go ahead and jump on to the Be Gay Roll Dice Discord server. There we have our own little special place where you can come and talk to us about episodes and episode ideas and systems. Do you have a system you want us to test? Go over to our Patreon. We have a special $5 dev tier where once you pledge to that, we'll go ahead and take a look at your system, give you a nice little preview, and then somewhere down the line, we're going to go ahead and give your system a try. And if you don't have a system to test, you can also join our Patreon for as low as a dollar. There, you can go ahead and get access to special tests that we put behind a paywall, because they're probably too stupid. 
stupid to go on the main feed. Also, it's tried and true, but smash that like and subscribe button below. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars or however many you think is appropriate. Anyway, if you have the spoons to do this, go ahead. We really appreciate the support. We want to thank you nevertheless just for listening to our podcast. Enjoy the episode. Previously on It Came from Lake Mary. As Jack, you kind of focus on what's going on, and you see, like, on a big projected screen, a picture of Melissa Babbitt, the girl you talked at lunch with not a couple days ago, and how she's not with us anymore. A suicide is what they say, but in your heart, you know she would never do that. Uh, so what, is, what are some examples of a condition? Could he be depressed now? <laughs> yeah. You don't know what you fucking did, Nick. No! <laughs> it makes sense if given the context of the character. As you guys begin to head deeper into Hotel Monte Vista, Jack, before you get to step off, but everyone is quite out of earshot, you feel a hand on your shoulder. You turn around to see Vanessa as she kind of looks at you with daggers in her eyes. She says, is there anything I need to be concerned about? No, everything's going great. Um, I, <laughs> I'm sure you can what tell that. Uh, Vanessa, of course there's stuff we gotta worry about. You, uh, you wouldn't know because you've been dead for two years, but we've still been solving cases, so. She looks at you coldly and responds with, I wonder what unexperienced hunters led to that death. You both stare off for a very cold, tense minute before she picks back up. I saw your name on there, Jack. Whoa. Whoa. What? On what? On the flash drive. Nate turns and looks at Vicky and he's like, cry. But will I die? Probably. I don't know. And Vicky's gonna hold out her hand. I don't know if I rolled high enough to take the hand. It's up to you. I think Nate is gonna try, like, with all his might to, like, fight the urge to not take the hand. So he's like, he's gonna reach out. You reach out to take Vicky's hand. And when you cusp it, you're gonna take one more harm. Nate. Oh my god. That's all of it, though. Yeah, I'm well aware. <laughs> but as, as you reached out to Vicky, uh, nothing mortally will happen to your character, but you will have to take on your darkest oh, self. Shit. Oh my god. And as you're pulling out of your pockets, essentially looking for anything, you pull out your back right pocket and then you hear a little cling hit the floor as if something fell out. Is it the coin? Yeah. <sighs> All right. I'll use it. You pick up the coin, and you magically intuit what to do with it as you flip the coin into the air and prepare to catch it. An arm quickly slides into view of you and catches the coin before it can hit your hand. Oh, that's cool. As you look up and you see the... Irishman, trench-coated and all, right in front of you. Arn himself. Fucking Arn. 
Arn, I need your help. Never really had to do one, but I do know the spells for an exorcism. Oh my god. Okay, well this is her... her... This is where she died. Alright, um... You're gonna need tree things, alright? You need th- tree powerful objects to make sure this exorcism goes well. And you're gonna need a lawman's sigil. You're gonna need a mother's apology. And you're gonna need a pure kiss. Uh, what the fuck? This guy's a sicko. We sit below the illuminated sign of Hotel Monte Vista as the hours begin to tick on during this hunt. We find Enigma Inc., Nate, Jack, Vicky, and Hunter waiting outside the front doors of the hotel, to which eventually Vanessa steps out to find the rest of you. Oh, so I looks like we have a lead, I guess? Jack, care to... Tell the class what you found? I, um, I found her ghost. So, yeah. I think all we have to do now is do an exorcism spell. We have a list of things that we can use to make that work. How did you find a list? Uh, I'll tell you guys about that later. Uh, do you remember that Irish dude? Uh, it's, uh, it's weird. Though. Irish dude? No, I don't remember an Irish... Well, wait, the we, guy who was on the lake, like, a couple days ago? We met, like, a magical Irish dude, and then he was like, if you ever if you ever need me, just, like, flip this coin, and then I did, and then he came, and then he just, he, I, I thought he was going to help me with the spell, but he didn't, he just told me what to do, and then left, so. Wow, that, that must have been really hard for you. No, it was chill, I mean. The hard thing was knowing for sure that, like, this spell's not even going to work, so I, I have to figure this out, so. But now we can do it together. Okay. Uh, yeah, just whatever you need. Uh, okay, but before we do anything, I'm so sorry for earlier. Like, I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. Is that enough? <laughs> do we uh, talk this out more? Who are you talking to? All of you. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I, I think we all came, came, got, got dark, okay? Got real dark. Uh, I'm gonna look at him and I'll be like, it's okay, bro. Just watch out. And then I'm gonna do like a, a thing where I, where I try to make him flinch. Where I go, huh. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like, pump my chest I don't think we've ever been like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are we playing true to our character right now, Hadley? The fact that you have three harm and the condition depressed? <laughs> <laughs> no, we are I'm not. saying this because I'm not depressed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, watch this, ready? Yeah, man, it's alright. Don't worry about it. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Hunter. I- Fuck you. <laughs> And as as everybody goes inside, Vicky Vicky is gonna uh, stay back to talk to Nate alone. <laughs> I would say the group disperses a little bit as you guys need to plan possibly before you get back in because you guys have had this overwhelming feeling ever since you've stepped into the Hotel Monte Vista of this like feeling of depression. So I don't think anyone besides Nate is like fine with just walking back in with no plan at the moment. But you guys walk around to talk to each other update each other with information and you you're able to pull nate aside vicky hey nate yeah about you see nate's hands are like literally shaking (laughs) did you mean what you said about no no i don't yeah i don't i don't know vicky i don't know 
I'm sorry, that's not very helpful, but I, I want to tell you, no, I didn't mean any of it. I'm so sorry, but I also, clearly I meant to say it, right? And live somewhere. So maybe I did mean it. That's fucked up. I'm sorry. It, it's, it's, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I liked Randy, sure, but I knew how much bringing you back would mean to Jack and Hunter. So I don't regret what I did. Well, I can't say that I'm not grateful to be alive, because I am. I really am. So I just don't want to feel like I have to apologize, you know? But if that's really okay, you really mean that, then I guess we're good? I, I'd like to hope we are, and... I, as conflicted as it makes me feel sometimes, I am truly glad to have you back as well. Thank you. Nick, with with Nate being so absolutely emotionally intelligent for what is a mentally 14-year-old, <laughs> or actually closer to 13, I this moment that you spend with each other, I think there's one last glance that you give to each other before parting. And I guess I also need permission from Vicky because of her ace moves to have Nate roll for a modified turn someone on. Ooh, interesting. So is that Gucci, Sarah? Yeah, I was I was going to I was going to say uh Vicky was uh demi-romantic, but that's still it still works. <laughs> Yeah. Alright, so Nick, roll plus hot for me right now. Okay. Uh, what's my stat? Oh, god. Yeah, same. Real life, negative one. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> you got a five. Alright. Uh, Vicky is turned around when you have this really sweet look at her. You kind of look up to her and smile with a, a nice little divot in your cheek. And you look really nice, Nate, but Vicky has already turned around to plan. Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> you feel a moment lost. That's okay. It was wrong, wrong place. <laughs> wrong time. <laughs> As Vanessa kind of huddles you back up again. All right, Jack, would you mind explaining the three things we need once more? Yeah. Okay. So here's what we need. A lawman sigil. I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. A, uh, a pure kiss. Less so. And a mother's apology. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I know, they seem pretty sp- specific, but I I don't know. I guess those are, like, magically powerful things, so... Yeah, it's very odd. I do trust your magician Arn, was it? As she says the name, you feel like she's gonna tangent into something else, but once the name kind of rings around in her mouth, she just kind of, like, stares a little bit slack-jawed. And you guys are, like, hanging on her word for her to say something else. But she's not speaking anymore. Yes, are you okay? And she snaps back once you talk to her. Um, yeah, um, sorry. Um, since there are three items, maybe we should split into separate parties so we can do this faster? I don't know about you all, but I felt like the longer I was in the hotel, the, the worse I felt. And I feel like it's getting worse by the minute. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, you know, before we go and do this, and, and I guess I feel obligated to do this, like, like we all do, but 
Are, like, is everybody okay? <laughs> like, I feel like we just went through some really hard stuff, and, and um, like, it's okay to talk about it, you know? I want everyone to, everyone besides Nate, to roll me plus volatile right now. I just want us to be the mystery hunting group that cares about each other, because I don't think that, like, like Freddy does this in the Scooby-Doo gang, you know? (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't check in. There's no aftercare for Scooby-Doo. Like, maybe Shaggy does. (laughs) I rolled a nine. Okay. Do you want to hear what I got? Yes, sir. A two. Damn it! (laughs) I rolled a one, which should be impossible. Okay. (laughs) This is very funny, because I wanted low rolls for this. Um... So, Hunter, or sorry, yeah, Hunter and Jack, feel free to check in with Nate as much as you need. Vicky, as you are looking at Nate being a wonderful leader at the moment, checking in with everyone, there is a little bit of a bitterness in your heart. Oh. <laughs> Um, there's a tiny voice in the back of your head that does not sound like you, but does. That as Nate is saying this, you hear yourself say, It should have been Randy. This should be Randy right now telling you this. (laughs) Okay. We just had that conversation and everything. Uh, We did, too! (laughs) It do be like that sometimes, though, you know? Yeah. It do be like that. And <laughs> it's if okay this... to cry over things you thought you healed from. Yeah. If this, if this is going to be what I think it is, I can make it work. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to look at them and say, nah, dude, I feel like shit. I'm going to go home. <laughs> I mean, if you need to, man. But it'd be really cool if you got that sigil before you did. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to suggest that I go home. And get the sigil from my dad, but yeah, thanks for making this about business right now. Your dad's still on scene. He's in the crisis van with Nora. Dude, I'll be honest. I I don't think I will be fine until until I can get to the end of this, okay? So if we can solve this as soon as possible and we won't have to come back to the hotel, that's my plan right now. Jack's right. The faster we take care of this, the better off we'll all be. I hope so. At least. And with a nice check-in, Vanessa reiterates her plan about splitting up. So, do we want to just go, like, 2-2 and then someone else is on their own? I really don't want anybody to be on their own right now, but, I mean, if we have to. <laughs> I, I feel like I could get the pure kiss. I could just call up Mr. Bones. He keeps on saying we had something Aww. in the past life, but I do That's not really remember cute. it. Oh. Well, wait, if you don't remember it, then is it going to be pure? But what if it, like, unlocks all of my memories? That would be very cute, wouldn't it? You just want to make out with Mr. Bones. Vanessa. (laughs) Vanessa, this doesn't sound like you at all. What? (laughs) Vanessa, right now. Vanessa. Vicky is walking back into the hotel. (laughs) Hunter, um, (laughs) uh, you've lost... All your strings with Vanessa. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Vanessa hates your ass right now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Um, so I'm on pure kiss. Fuck you, Hunter. And um, <laughs> how do we want to separate Mother's apology and Lawman's sigil? Well, I'm gonna go get the Lawman's sigil. I'm gonna go talk to my dad and tell him to give it to me. I kind of feel like I should go with you too, Hunter. Is that if that's cool? Yeah, man. Whatever. Okay. This is why I want to go. And Vicky and I will get the 
other one, the uh, Mother's Apology. Okay. All right. And I think almost a little out of character, you watch as you're in this circle delivering in the pan, you see Miss Vanessa, she puts her arm in the middle of the circle with her hand facing down. Oh. You want to do like a, like a, like a cheer? (laughs) (laughs) She nods sheepishly. (laughs) I'll put my hand in. I don't think we've ever done this. (laughs) I'll put my hand in, yeah. I'll put my hand in limply. And Vicky will do the same. And then they do do the motion you all know, the up and down motion. As (laughs) you go to say something, and then you go to lift your hands up, and Miss Vanessa does not start a cheer or anything. She understands the motions and mechanics of what she's doing, but not the full, like, social implications. Okay, alright. So we all do (laughs) it silently. Silently, just have all your hands in the air right now. Okay. Good good job, everybody. Alright, break. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's make this night fucking end. <laughs> as we split up into our teams, we'll follow Nate and Hunter as you guys head to the crisis van. Uh, you know, Hunter Sr. and Nora Seymour have been working diligently on this case as much as you all have been. And as you get closer and closer to the crisis van, you both actually hear voices kind of loudly murmuring out of it. Hey. Hunter, what? It sounds like something's happening inside that van. All right, let's go check um, it out. But more importantly, is there something happening between us? <laughs> like, is, are we good? Dude, you almost killed me and I tried to kill you. No, things aren't good right now. Yeah, it's, I'm trying to apologize, man. I'm sorry. It's like... Okay? It's like in Captain America and the Winter Soldier, Okay. Wait, it's like in Captain America Civil War, okay? Okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> You're Bucky, and I'm Captain America. And it might not have so been we're on the same team. all those things, but you still did those things. Okay, that's... Okay, that's a more apt comparison than I was gonna give you credit for. <laughs> okay, well... I... I think... You're my friend, man, okay? Like... No matter what I say, no matter how bad things get, you're still my friend. You're my friend, you always too. always But, like, you can't tell me that things aren't a little tender right now. I'm not saying that. I just I, I just want you to know that I got your back. And that we, we, we can do this. It's just like the old days, okay? Like, no, nothing has to change. Hey, well, let's just work and see where we get. Right now, I just probably just need to work. Okay, well, do you want me to come with you? Yeah, Is it going to be weird between you and my dad? Because I said some mean shit to him earlier. Um, and I feel bad about that, too. It'll be fine. Okay. We have one job, and that's to that's to take care of this, so let's, let's just go do it. As you both creep around the back end towards the entrance to the crisis van, the, the murmuring is louder, it seems like. Nora and Hunter Sr. are having a heated discussion. It doesn't seem like they're heated at each other. It kind of seems like they're both venting. Would you guys like to stealthily listen or just kind of barge in? I want to stealthily listen. I also want to stealthily listen. <laughs> I just don't... I don't get it, Nora. I don't... He was... He's a great boy. Don't get me fucking wrong. I love that. That little son of a bitch more than anything. <laughs> but... It just feels like recently it's... It's worlds apart. I, when we went to... Family therapy. After the 
divorce. Um, it was made clear to me that I should play into this beautiful imagination he has. Oh. <laughs> the limitless thoughts he presents. So I was fine when they started this club. Doing mysteries, he would tell me about all the monsters he hunted and helped out that day. And Eventually, I just, I was proud. It was all nonsense, but I was proud. But I get the sense that maybe it wasn't imagination at some point. As you can hear him slap something against something else. This doesn't make sense, Nora. Forty people, one day. You've been in there, you feel it, you hear. Nora Chiman, I get it. Hunter, I get it. You hear a little bit of rustling inside the van. As you can tell, uh, their two voices are a little bit closer to each other. I am so proud of everything Jack does. You know, if if the... The PD didn't disband, I feel like he would have just followed in my footsteps. And I love that. I feel like Robocop, in a way, is doing the same for you. I think... I'm not about to say... And you can hear some more rustling and their voices are further apart. I'm not gonna... You know, try to... Believe that there's weird things going on in Flagstaff. But I do agree that something... Something is off at this hotel. I don't... Nothing bad happens to one person. This much in such a short time. Unless you deserve it, you know. And you get the sense that they're talking about Natalie Babbitt. And it's at this point I want both of you to uh, roll plus cold for me. For a keeper cool. I got an 8. I got an 11. No. Okay. Uh, a 10, sir. Okay. Nate, you're able to listen into this and be fine, but uh, Hunter, you're hearing some words you've longed for as you're both kind of pressed against the door of the back of the crisis van leading in as your dad's talking about you. You lean in a little bit further as the conversation goes on, and then the door kind of opens, and they both look over. You can't tell if they've seen you or not. Do you want to present yourself? Or continue hiding. Uh, continue hiding. The conversation kind of halts. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back in there. I'm gonna figure out what the fuck is going on, Nora. The people of this town, they, they need protecting from whatever the fuck is going on right now. I'm not gonna ask you to come in there. She, you hear? I think you guys are peeking in a little bit more now, being a little bit more ballsy with Hunter's role, and you can see that Nora gets a little closer. Uh, to Hunter Sr. She's kind of pulling at the, the lapels of his collared shirt. Are you fucking insinuating that you're gonna go in there without me? <laughs> Partner? Oh. And they kiss. Is that the pure kiss? <laughs> <laughs> it felt pretty pure to me. Do this. Hunter, are you watching? Are you seeing this, Hunter? <laughs> <laughs> As they break away. They can kind of hear your whispering with the door being even more open now. And then they see oh, shit, oh, the shit. two of you in the crack of it. Oh shit, they see us. <laughs> Dude, shut up. Hunter, Hunt, Hunt, get your ass in here. Uh, we were searching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mr. 
Hunter? We weren't. We weren't do. What? What are you guys doing here? Uh, oh shit. Um, <laughs> I want you to <laughs> roll plus cold for me, Hunter. To shut someone down. <laughs> I got a 14. Oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> As you can tell, both Nora and Hunter Sr. are visibly pressed. They are two teenagers who are caught in the act, essentially. <laughs> uh, you can see they like take a physical step away from each other in this tiny van. It's just like an RV that's been renovated for a crisis, so they don't have like much room to get away. As you can see, like Nora goes to do something on the other side of the crisis van as your dad picks up a file that he had thrown against another table. Oh, we weren't, we weren't, we were just working on the case, too. Um, yeah, yeah, we were just discussing the facts. You, are you- Anything I'm, interesting you boys have found? I'm gonna look at, I'm gonna look at Nora and be like, are you dating my dad? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> There's, um, a, a time and the place. Um, we kind of wanted to, it's more of a discussion. How, you know? how long um, were you gonna wait to tell me something like that, dad? <laughs> Son, it, it's, um, fuck. Hunter, uh, do you want me to leave? <laughs> I don't I feel like I should be here for this. <laughs> As he's stuttering, Hunter Sr. goes, it's it's not that serious. And you hear Nora pipe, it's not that serious, Hunter? Oh, uh, oh God, yeah, this is my worst nightmare. No, 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 no that's, not, that's, not, that's not what I, I meant. I meant we, we would rather have both you and Jack and Hannah in the conversation. I need to talk to my dad alone, Nora. Oh! Fuck, yeah, I'm gonna say... You've uh, you played really well. I'm saying you're you've you're pulling a string against your father and Nora because you've caught them in the act. So I would say you you gained a string on Nora in that exchange, and now you're spending it. This would have been probably impossible to do in any other case, but they nod at each other, and then Hunter steps out um, with you and past Nate outside of the crisis van. So it's just Nate <laughs> and Nora inside the van. Yeah, Nate and Nora are just chilling in the crisis van awkwardly. How you how you doing? This is. Seymour. Real, real good, Nate. Where, where have you been? What do you mean? <laughs> you were, you were over at my house consistently for like a year, and then you disappeared for like two years. Oh, uh, summer school. As Hunter Sr. reaches into the, the pocket of his, his shirt and he pulls out a small little carton of cigarettes. He pulls one out and he lights one, uh, even though he's promised to stop smoking. Dad, I need your old law badge. <laughs> Just going right into it. I love it. No nuance. <laughs> you want my, my sheriff's badge? I've got so much shit going on right now, Dad, and I don't know how to handle this situation right now, but I need to let you know that in order for us to stop whatever is going on right now, I I need your old badge. I want you to roll for me. I want you to roll plus dark. It's not a gaze into the abyss roll. Uh, I got an eight. Essentially, you're trying to make your father understand what's going on without telling him about the Undar monsters and what you do for real. Oh my god, he thinks I'm just fucking around. But he he doesn't, is with, with your eight. He doesn't think you're fucking around. But he's more inquisitive than ever, and he takes a long pause as he thinks about it. It's a very simple request. 
Interesting. And then he goes, Alright. You tell me one thing, though. And I'll give it right to you. Okay. Where's your friend Randy? Oh! 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 That's it for the day, everybody. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) That question never gets answered. (laughs) Oh my gosh! This This is tense. He was over at our house every night for a summer. And then, dead, out he's of dead. nowhere... He's dead. Alright, he died. Whoa! What? Uh-huh. Alright, I, if I told you how he died, you wouldn't believe me. But it wasn't in, in vain. Tell me. <gasps> Tell me how he died. <laughs> As he comes up and he puts an arm on your shoulder. And I want you to roll to keep your cool. Roll plus cold for me. Uh, Things are never going to be the same, man. I am terrified. I got an eight. But the MC will tell you how your actions would leave you vulnerable, and you can choose to back down or go through with it. You can, at this moment, with your father, whom you do love and need something from right now, you can either backpedal this conversation and try to find a new way to get the sigil off of him. Or you can tell him exactly what you need this for and what's going on. You will take a harm from this. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Are you joking me right now? So I either get what I want right now, Mm -hmm. or I become my darkest self. That's what you're... I could become my darkest self, or I don't get what I want. Because that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the hard situation you rolled with that eight. All right, well, I guess I know what I want. I'm going to tell him exactly everything that happened from day one to day now. I'm going to just open up, open up about everything. From, from fucking, from fucking dog man, uh, dog monster in the woods to, to right now. Nate, you listen through murmurs as, Hunter does not stop speaking for, like, a straight hour. Oh, no! I'm just saying, the van is awkward as shit. I don't like this <laughs> Making small talk with Nora still. What time is it? <laughs> like it's getting closer and closer to midnight. And then you finish. You let him know that there is a ghost in Hotel Monte Vista. The first one that's ever appeared on Earth. There's no such thing in the Undar. And he's listened intently this entire time. He removes his hand from your shoulder. Kind of puts it on his his chin. He's kind of tugging out his, his little beard. Pacing around and thinking. And he kind of shakes his head. And he walks back into the crisis van. Silently. As you kind of follow him. He walks right past Nate. And he goes up to Nora. And he whispers a couple words to her. And you see Nora head under the little table that's in the crisis van. She... Grabs her purse, and she pulls out her deputy's badge and hands it over to Hunter Sr. Hunter Sr. walks over to the both of you at the entrance of the crisis van, and Hunter Sr. uh, kind of silently holds his hand out towards you. I'm going to take the badge, silently. Good luck, son. Thanks, Dad. He says to you as he hands it off. Nate's going to like look at Hunter Sr. and then look at Hunter and be like, what the fuck happened? (laughs) It's like an hour. As you head off, we'll pan into Hotel Monte Vista, where it's 
not fun, you two. Both Jack and Vicky. Uh, you remember when you headed up to the roof? Like, each floor, you felt more and more depressed and more and more just terrible about yourselves? As soon as you guys enter the front doors, it feels like you're back up on the roof. Let's get this over with. As you both go through, you guys have picked up in the time here a map of the hotel. And you remember Natalie Babbitt talking about her office, which is coincidentally on the third floor as well. She told me she'd be in her office, so we'll go uh, through these elevators here. Alright. As you two, are you taking the elevator or the stairs to the third floor? Elevator. You take the elevator, and it is the slowest elevator of your entire life. As you start from the lobby and each floor you go up, it feels like it takes more and more time to reach the next floor, even though you only have to do it twice. As you open up the, or as the doors of the elevator open up, you feel a rush of pain and sadness hit you. You head through the hallway, and it's a straight shot to Natalie Babbitt's office. It's at the end of the hallway and onto the left, and about halfway through that hallway is room 333. And right outside of it is Arn, who's currently uh, just kind of propped up against the wall next to room 333 and smoking a cigarette. Why are you still here? <laughs> All right, I, I apologize for helping you out, but um, I wanted to make sure you guys had your act together. I'm deadly interested in what's going on here. Vicky, this is the guy. The guy who just wants to sit around and smoke while we're actually trying to solve a case here. Just, okay. As Arn looks at Vicky's response and then kicks himself off the wall and goes over to Jack. Would you mind telling me what you're really mad about, Jack? (laughs) Is it the fact that I'm here taking time out of my own personal hunts? Or is the fact that you couldn't do this by yourself? The fact that after all this time, you're not strong enough to take on everything by yourself? Rich bitch. Fuck you. (laughs) I don't have to. I have my entire team with me here. But I don't know why you're here. I don't trust you, Arn. I don't know if that's your real name. I don't know who you are. But suddenly you come in, have the secret, I guess, to the exact spell that I need, even though ghosts aren't even from the Undar. We looked them up. So I don't know how you would even know. I want you to roll to shut someone down for me, Marcus. Right. Roll plus gold. Oh, an eight. Right. With an eight, you can choose one from below, but you come across poorly, and they give you a condition in return. So Arn can lose a strain on you. Uh, I think Arn does have a string on you. Arn can gain a condition, or you just take plus one forward for your next roll. All right. After exactly what you say, Arn is shocked. The kind of shock you get when you underestimate someone. Hmm. When you don't think they're smart enough. To put things together. Alright. Continue. As he makes like a little you can pass motion and bows a little for you. As you pass. As you pass, he like takes one last puff of a cigarette and then exhales. And it's a lot more smoke than it should be. And as you guys continue down the hall, you kind of take a look back to see if Arn is still there. And he no longer is. <laughs> Cheshire Cat. That's crazy. Okay, um, yeah, we'll keep going. (laughs) You head to the end of the hall, and on the left is kind of this nice, clear windowed door that leads into the lobby that leads further into Natalie Babbitt's office. So there's a little 
uh, waiting area before that where a receptionist would be. But due to the events of today, they obviously have the day off, so you, you kind of chill in the waiting room. And then to the right is a door that leads into Natalie Babbitt's office. I think I put my hand on the handle to Natalie's office. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to open it yet. I think I'm like trying to gather the strength to, but for a second I realize, Vicky, I don't know why I did that. Oh, I just got in a fight with Arn for no reason. Look, um, we got to finish this. The sooner we get this done, the sooner we can get the hell out of this place. Yeah, but even before I got in here, I uh, gotten, I told off my mom. I told off this random dude, Arn. I told off, I don't know why I'm, I'm so mad with you. I don't either. But maybe if we get out of here, things will be better. If it means anything or if you need any sort of sympathy, I've feel like crap too. I lied right to Nate's face. <gasps> Wait, what? Whoa. Really? Whoa! I told him I didn't regret bringing him back as in Randy, but I still wish he was around, so you're not the only one who's done shitty things. Nate grabbed onto you, and I I don't know, I did you guys have like a moment? Whoa. <laughs> what? I don't know. I just, uh, you know what? I want to spend a string on Vicky. <laughs> oh, to okay. tempt them to do what you want. So I want to tempt Vicky to tell me their feelings about uh, Nate. Oh, okay. shit. You no longer have a string against Vicky. <laughs> and through your connection of the past two years being... The, the hunting party the two of you were. Jack, you're kind of playing on that memory of like, we've been like really good friends for two years. Like, tell me what happened with Nate. And Vicky, you kind of feel compelled to tell. I tried to help Nate because it looked like he was going to throw himself off the roof. And if he threw himself on the roof, it would be also like throwing Randy off the roof. Which would just be terrible for everyone, and it would have been my fault. I mean, it's my fault that Randy's not coming back anyway, and Nate's not himself. And then he tries to throw me off the roof, and I mean, sure, maybe my mom could have put me back together. But I don't know half of what I am feeling or thinking not a lot of things make sense and I just want this to be over I just want everything to go back to the way it was I don't know that it will but we can, we can at least try to end this look I mean at least you and Hunter still have Nate and I'll just, I'll just keep doing what I do. But you have Nate too. I know you brought up Randy a lot, and but is part of it about Nate, or is it all just about Randy? Look, Nate was your guys's friend. What was I? Was I just, was I just somebody to have at a big bank when he died? Randy was like me. We were both. We weren't a part of you guys originally, and for you to just declare that we are without any sort of 
showing for that. I don't have what the three of you have. I don't know if I'm ever gonna have that. At the silence, Jackie feel the weight of the door kind of give way as the door opens. As you guys have this conversation kind of very close to the door, you see Natalie Babbitt on the other side. Very evident that she was recently crying. Sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to eavesdrop, but it seems like you're all going through a lot too. Is, um, is there anything I could do to, to help y'all? Miss Babbitt, we um <clears throat> we need to know everything that happened. We need to know how she died. And I'll look at Vicky and uh, just make a face like I'm sorry. I want you to roll plus cold for me, Jack. A nine. Bar. Coming straight out of the gate. Essentially letting this woman know that, you know, I know you're an accessory in your daughter's death. And at first she does seem shocked and outraged. But... She looks at Vicky, and you can't really tell if it was something that Vicky had said during your previous conversation. But she kind of just bows her head and kind of breaks down once again. I just wanted my baby to love me. I, I saw how unhappy she was. How cruel people were at school to her. I wanted to take away everything from her. All that pain she was feeling about her old folks. <laughs> Moving schools, just changing a different life. And I, I thought I found something. I, I believed in those doctors for some goddamn reason that... I don't... You don't understand because you're so young. You don't know what it's like to have a child. I, I would have done anything to make sure Melissa was happy, and that's all I was trying to do. And do you feel like she is on the precipice of something? But then with like one last shudder, she just kind of goes cold. What do you, what do you want? Why are you, I'm sorry, what, why, why are you even here? You know something strange happened in this hotel. You just want to know the truth. You obviously know. What, what do you want from me? You want me to say it? I let some strange doctors come in here and smother my child. Vicky, I don't, I don't know how to do this. I guess we'll just have to take her with us. You can tell your daughter yourself. And I'm gonna start heading to the room that where Arne had used to be. Her face goes dead. She ignores Jack and immediately follows Vicky. Oh shit. She really wants to do this? We are gonna do this dang exorcism so that Vicky can leave. <laughs> <laughs> just Vicky. Vicky wins! <laughs> At the time you all make it to room 333, both Nate and Hunter have made it up into the hotel and are there with Nora's badge in hand. And both of them look perfectly f They're chill. They're just, <laughs> they did their task. They love it. They're having a great time right now. God, this hotel is so creepy. Like, it feels like we're like the shining or something. Oh my god. Oh, okay. It's just Jack. Okay. Hey, guys. <laughs> I feel like in the hour that you guys haven't seen us, like our hair is like all unkempt and there's like bags under our eyes and like out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh my God. Vicky is equal parts <laughs> just sad and drained and pissed. So this, this, this is the room? Yeah, this is, uh, this is the room. No, we're doing it in the lobby. Yeah, this is the room. 
Aren't you please? You're you're healed of your harm. Hunter. You're good. I know. I'm, you're good, dude. No, I'm, 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 that's no, but you still sassy. No, it, it was it was just a bit. Anyways, let's keep going. What do you, What do you mean? She's in here. You're bringing her with us. Is that Is that okay? She has to apologize. I guess that makes sense. Sorry. Uh, look, Miss Babbitt, you you need to face what happened to your daughter, and you need to apologize to her for your part in all of this. She looks really indignantly at you. I'm not gonna fucking apologize for what I did. I was looking out for her. Things went wrong, but all I had in my heart was the love I had for my baby. Do you think she knows that? And if you're not sure, then maybe this is your chance. Not a lot of people get that chance. And she kind of clamors down and nods. Okay, where's Vanessa? She's still not back yet. Am I gonna track on Vanessa like (laughs) Mr. Bones? You can shoot her a text if you like. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Man, she making out with Mr. Bones. Yeah, you pull out your phone, you go into the group message, you at Vanessa, you at Mr. Bones. Uh, no response. I just at with a with the bone emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Look, can we just get this done? <sighs> okay, I mean, Vicky, yeah, I'm trying to get this done, okay? But that was, you know, we had, we're a team. We had a third part of the team. Vicky, let's, uh, let's attempt the spell. Got it. You open up the door, and an eerie fog creeps out of it. Oh, that's not fucking good. <laughs> the The hotel is kind of dark already, just with everything going on. But the room, 333, is pitch black. As you head in, I guess at this point, Nate and Hunter, you're fine. It's creepy as fuck. You, steal, you don't feel the depression, you just feel an eerie wave of like, there's an actual ghost in here. And just the tension of everything going on, and then, you know, Jack and Vicky, absolute dog water you feel right now. <laughs> zero PR, dude. The zero PR, the worst you've ever felt. As you head in, you see, floating out of the darkness, this ball of cylindrical white light. As it gets closer, you make out the form of Melissa. Vicky's gonna nod to Jack to set up the ritual. Do you guys have the sigil? Hunter? Yep. I'm gonna pull it out. You had loose <laughs> writings from Arn before you told him off earlier. So you know to set up like a salt circle around her. The lawman sigil kind of rests at the beginning and end of the circle at the southmost part. And you weren't given like clear instructions on how the mother's apology is supposed to work or the pure kiss. But you can kind of assume that maybe they take place in the same room. And as you finish the circle and place in the your own mother's badge the salt turns to flame and a bright red light illuminates from around this salt circle now is she supposed to be doing that i think we're like deep in the magic now and i'm gonna go to um natalie and say your daughter is here are you ready she kind of nods um hesitantly can she see her she gets closer to the circle at your instruction and when she gets close enough to the circle she can see the astral form of natalie and it's all unspoken but jack and vicky you guys can feel it since you're at critical harm right now you you essentially hear every bad emotion not just like between like what exists but what natalie's feeling what melissa's feeling what you and jack are feeling radio silence from hunter and nate really and you feel this unspoken bond 
of hurt and almost wordlessly natalie is bawling eyes wide open more tears you've ever seen fall out of a person <laughs> as you watch this very strong woman break down her shoulders kind of give way she slumps over and falls before the salt circle <sighs> i'm so sorry baby and with those words the flame changes from a red to kind of a violent yellow. I feel like sort of subconsciously Nate is drawn towards the magic. He's got uh, yeah. he still has that residual hunger. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a little bit of power you feel. Um, as you remark, it is like a really selfish thought. Yeah. But like as you're watching <laughs> this happen, you go like, oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I, wish I could, I could do shit. that. I also wish I could feel like that. Pain feels good to feel things. <laughs> So as the spell is happening, I want to. Can I see? I want to try again and see if I can uh, grab her hand. Listen. Yeah. You are all around the circle, and I think Hunter makes an attempt to like play around with the spell, just kind of general teen curiosity as he kind of like tries to stick his hand over the flame. But Hunter, as you do that, you see there's like a physical wall preventing you from like entering the circle at all nice okay but jack you kind of stop your encanting and leave it all to vicky and you reach up to the flames and they kind of wave and wobble and you're able to pass your hand into the circle and then you take a step over the flames until both you and melissa are encompassed in the circle Melissa, we're all here. Everybody's here. We just, we want you to be able to free, be free. We want you to escape this. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. It really means a lot. As she kind of floats down to your level and you take her hand. What would you like to do? I want to say, I'm sorry. I should have, I should have stayed with you that night. But my friend had uh, just died and I, I had a lot of friends. And I was obsessed with it. I felt like I had let them down, let them go, or something, and I... I'm sorry. I wish I had just said all this then. Maybe... Maybe it's too late, but I just... I just wanted you to know that. And I'll try to kiss her. Oh! As you get closer, you feel her astral hand kind of stop. <laughs> you, she puts the finger to your lips as you come in for a kiss. And then... She lets the finger kind of drag along the right side of your mouth until the rest of her fingers meet up with your cheek. As she embraces you, she says, It's, um, it's never too late, Jack. Remember that. Uh -huh. And then she brings you in for the rest of the kiss. And you watch as the circle of light turns this light, eerie white as it rises and rises in the room, crackling silently. And for a second, you guys can't see Jack or Melissa. Jack! And, and you feel the room shaking violently. But once again, just this room, not the entire hotel. And then the fire essentially escapes outward. It explodes in a way, moving around a block radius of... Hotel Monte Vista as Nora and Hunter Sr. watch outside from the crisis van. Oh, in shit. Awe. And all of you feel fine. Feel fine? Like, you harm fine? healed, you condition gone fine? 
<laughs> yeah, I was going to say it a lot more poetically, but yeah, you guys are healed of your conditions and your harm. <laughs> it's been so long. <sighs> and you look and you see just Jack. And I think that when I am revealed, I'm just sitting on the ground and there's finally like no anger anymore, but actual sadness. Nate will go down and, and hug him, put his arms around him. Wordlessly. I'll also do the same. V- Vicky's picking up what the guys are putting down, and she will complete the group hug. You all embrace as it's like a, a silent and a long amount of time. It's one of those, I really like the the shots in TV shows where like central characters are stagnant while everything is moving fast around them. So you guys are like in this wordless hug, and in that time, eventually, uh, Nora and Hunter Sr. come up. And they arrest Natalie Babbitt and bring her out of the room. And, you know, a couple hours pass by. And you guys eventually break. <laughs> you head down to the bottom of Hotel Monte Vista, uh, finishing up this hunt. And as you get to the <laughs> bottom, you see two people trying to enter at the same time you're leaving. Uh, who are they? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Vanessa and Mr. Bones. Oh. Yeah. They're holding hands. What? Well, hey guys, um, you're a little late. <laughs> we already did the exorcism. Oh, um, I'm really sorry about that. You guys look at Mr. Bones, and nearly all of his bones are covered in lipstick. <laughs> it, what? <laughs> Ew! I don't, I don't oh, know if no. <laughs> How old is Mr. Bones? <laughs> I, I was just picturing him with a head still. Uh, you know, it's, it's fine, guys. At least somebody had a good night. Uh, at least oh, it's over. This is, this is this is one of those moments where we go, Oh, Mr. Bones. And just so everyone is clear out there, I've thought about this a lot. Both Mr. Bones and Vanessa are timeless ethereal beings, so I do not think their current ages... <laughs> matter in this sense yes vanessa does look like a teenager but like math wise she is only two years old and mr bones died when he was like 20 something and has been bones for a century so make of that what you will i want to go to vanessa i want to ask her for the thumb drive back she looks at you smiles for some reason and then hands you the thumb drive oh so it um it all worked then your your spell uh with arn worked Oh yeah, I should uh, should probably apologize to that guy. Uh, yeah, it. Um, I think we did a good job. You hear Mr. Bones chatter a little bit. Um, Arn. Yeah, he used to be a hunter with Vanessa and I. I'm I'm glad he was able to help you all. As you all begin leaving, it's late night in Flagstaff, Arizona. So do you guys want to keep doing our sleepover? Or? <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want to go to Circle K? <laughs> Where Hannah used to work? She still works there. Yeah, uh. I know she's in. She's taking classes at NAU. She still works at that 7-Eleven. As you head off towards that 7-Eleven, it is an eerily dark Flagstaff night. Unnaturally, no stars in the sky. Oh, that's bad. There's a fuck ton of stars in Flagstaff. You are all just kind of like, you feel better now. So much better that everything is light and free. That you don't really notice, but there's like singing in the darkness. Fuck. Guys, I'm going to get so many Sour Patch Kids. 
<laughs> you hear a little bit of humming ink out through. Come, guess me this riddle with beats, pipe, and fiddle, and then... Uh, Shut up, Art! <laughs> you guys don't realize that someone in your group has stopped walking with you. Oh no! What the fuck? Eventually you clear around and look around and you see that Miss Vanessa is nowhere in sight. Vanessa? Mr. Bones, where's Miss Vanessa? You look around and you don't see Mr. Bones until... Where's Mr. Bones? You finally realize you hear a Boys, come quick! You run back to the sound of the voice and you see Mr. Bones hunkered over a passed out Vanessa. No! And as as you look upon her, you hear laughter um, from the darkness and the darkness kind of creeps away. Oh my god, this night is never gonna fucking end! <laughs> it doesn't, Nate. The night doesn't end. Vanessa doesn't wake up that night, the next night, you take her all back to Adigma Inc. to figure out what's going on. None of your spells seem to work. And for an undisclosed amount of time, she is completely incapacitated. Oh my god. How long? <laughs> and that's where we'll end the session no! for today. Ah! <laughs> Did we at least get to go to fucking 7-Eleven? <laughs> <laughs> you guys have I mean, one of the nights. Um. No! <laughs> I'm at this night. <laughs> but there's a, a little fun post-credits I want to do in one of the days in which Jack is charged with watching over Miss Vanessa in her deep slumber. He pulls something out of his pocket. It's the, the hard drive, the thumb drive, and he plops it into the laptop. And we see him go through all the video evidence about Melissa's passing. Oh, man. And we scroll through all of the testimonials that were taken from your schools. And we scroll upon one that was missed. I'll play it. And we see Natalie Babbitt setting up the camera. And then she turns it around. And we see Jack is in one of these confessionals. Oh! What? What? Now, um, feel free to speak freely however you need you hear from the other side of the camera. Um... What do you think about that, uh, Melissa Babbitt girl? Oh, she's so cool. Honestly, like, and it's, and I think it's like a more kitty like, voice of Jack from last season, you know, from like almost two years ago. <laughs> we had like, I mean, we saw a movie together and it was awesome. It was, it was so cool. I don't know. She's like one of the smartest people I know, so. And the image kind of freezes for a second on Jack smiling into the camera. We kicks back and it pans off into the distance a little bit. And we actually see Melissa walking through the halls and she she doesn't like see Jack or her mother in the hallway, but the camera does focus a little bit on how Jack is looking at Melissa. Well just the utmost in respect and just a deep infatuation. And then the camera kind of drops out of frame. As you can kind of hear Melissa mutter herself, I can't fucking use that. All right, thanks. <laughs> As you hear Jack skip off, and thank you for listening to <laughs> Return to Lake Mary. I've been your MC, Dennis Foray. I'm Nick. I play Nate Prosper. I'm Sarah. I've played Vicky Frankenstein. I'm Marcus, and I play Jack Seymour. I'm Hadley, and I play Hunter McDaniels. It was worth it. All the sad stuff ended kind of cute. <laughs> Go to sleep, variables. Take care thank of yourself. Thank you.
there's something very loud outside, and I'm very upset because I'm crying. (laughs) 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 I'm so sorry. (sighs) The universe said, fuck you, Dennis, you're not getting your moment. (laughs) (laughs) I've taken all the monologues. (laughs) (laughs) All your monologues are belong to us. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.